Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands in my underwear. This is the lamb Where's the lamb yeah, I mean, you really don't make friends around here, do you? I... I didn't come here for that. Hi everyone! Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast dedicated to the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Ennis. Welcome to episode 57. How is everyone's quarantine going? What week are we all on now? What is this, like week 8? nine for some people, 10 for others, I guess like 11 or 12 if you're in different parts of the world than just my little slice of America. Um, yeah, I hope everyone's doing okay. I hope we're all staying mentally healthy. It's, it's hard out there. I've definitely been struggling just with a lot of constant stress and anxiety, um, probably made worse by fucking around on social media all the time, but what else are we going to do? Um, I'm still just working my way through King of the Hill. I'm on season nine. I just started season nine today and I'm right getting to the point where I'm no longer recognizing all of the episodes immediately and I don't know every single scene as it's about to happen. So that's kind of fun. I'm like (laughs) being surprised. Um, reading A Brief History of Time. Well, I'm listening to the audiobook, uh, Stephen Hawking. Um, that's good. It's dense. It's interesting. I do really like like space I'm like really into space and black holes and physics and things like that I've always been like one of my earliest memories of being like a little kid and being like I don't know three or four or five really young and just like laying in bed being tucked in and having my dad talk to me about space and planets and black holes and just being like fascinated by it so it's really interesting but it's also like really dense if I were reading it I definitely would not have made it as far as I have I'm almost done it's a pretty short audiobook. It's only like six hours, which is pretty short in my opinion. Um, so I'm almost done with it, but I don't think I would have gotten nearly this far if I were not listening to someone read it. Um, so yeah, that's good. And then watching a lot of TikToks, the, making some TikToks. I got cyberbullied on TikTok today for like the first time, like a couple hours ago. And that kind of like threw me off. I'm kind of in a weird mood right now because uh, I got cyberbullied and then also I had a lot of a lot of technical difficulties trying to start the show and start the recording and get it to sound good. It's fine. But yeah, I'm kind of in a weird mood because especially because of being cyberbullied because like it did bother me. Like it did hurt my feelings. Someone posted on like a bunch of different videos, like almost every single one of the videos that I made and just like posted a mean comment on each one that was like like different like they took the time to say different mean things about me on each individual video so like on one hand yeah that sucks and it did make me sad but on the other hand it kind of is an honor that they took that much time like specifically to like try and bother me because I don't know why they were so triggered. Like, I think they, because it was like, they posted a comment on a video of like, it's the one that got went really viral on my TikTok of my friend Kelsey laughing at the abor- anti-abortion protesters. And so they were like, why are you laughing at them? And I commented back, because they're bad people. <laughs> and so I thought that she, they, I thought that this person was like genuinely confused as to like what was going on in the video. But they liked that. They liked, they liked my response to them. And then they went and they posted a bunch of mean comments on all of my other videos. So it's fine. I blocked them. It, it hurt my feelings, but like, it's, I'll get over it. So I'm just like kind of in a weird mood. And then because of the technical difficulties, trying to get my mic to sound good on my computer, it didn't sound good. I gave up. I'm starting, I used my phone. I'm recording on my phone now. And like, I restarted this intro like five times because I just couldn't get it right. But it'll be fine. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to talk about Beauty and the Geek this week. Um, I'm pretty excited to talk about this. I have no experience with Beauty and the Geek. And honestly, I thought the show was kind of boring. Like just watching the season, I was like, this is kind of just like generic reality TV. We'll get into it. But the reason I'm excited to talk about this show is because I know one of the contestants personally. So this is going to be season four that we talk about, and I know William McDonald, his 
his name on Beauty and the Geek is William. Uh, when I met him, he was introduced to me as Will, so I, I will refer to him as Will throughout this episode. Um, but just know that if you do care to go back and, like, watch the show, uh, there is a Will in the season who is not him. And that person goes by Will, and that's why Will, my Will, um, let's not call it, let's not call him my Will, and you will soon know why. <laughs> the Will that I know goes by William on the show, because there were two of them. Um, so, how I know Will. A couple years ago, I was introduced to him because he was dating a person that I was friends with, friendly with. I was never really close to this person, but they were, you know, part of a friend group that I was in. Um, and currently that person and I are like no longer like friendly friends. Like it's fine. There's no ill will towards us, like between us whatsoever. Like I wish them well. There's just, you know, things change. It's been a couple of years. People drift apart. It's fine. No big deal. However, I, like, don't want to make this about them. I don't want to dox them in any way. So I'm going to try and keep everything, like, very vague and gender neutral just because none of it matters about this person. Everything matters about Will. So Will was dating this person. And let's start with when I first met him. I met him at a dinner with a bunch of people. It was, you know, that person that I knew that was dating him. We're going to call, we're going to give a name to this person. I need just, like, a very vague gender neutral name. We're going to call them red just because that's the first thing I thought of literally that's the only reason so (laughs) we I met Will at Red's birthday party dinner thing um and when I met Will I thought my first thought was that he was my age so this was a couple years ago I was probably like 25 26 at this time and I thought Will was like 27 and Will was like 38 I'm pretty sure like he was like 37 38 he was definitely like north of 35 but he just seemed really immature. And so I was like, oh, this is just like some like goofy 27-year-old bachelor, like an immature 27-year-old. He also looks very young, um, but the main thing was like his vibe he gave off. And so I was shocked when I found out he was actually like in his late 30s. I was truly shocked And I was like, oh, good for Red. Like, good for Red is, like, robbing the cradle a little bit. Like, like, you know, finding this, like, young guy to, like, hang out with and and date for a little bit. And I thought it would be, like, very, like, not serious between Will and Red. Just because, like, Will was such a goofball. Like, he was a goober. Like, you know, I didn't think that this person that I thought had better taste than that would be, like, that interested in him. Um, So Will and Red went on to date for a while oh also at that part like at that dinner like they were being you know all lovey-dovey and like gross towards each other and like that's fine like no shame if you're like in a new relationship and you want to like be cute with your boo that's fine but I said something like oh you guys have new couple smell which is like a term that I've always used like going back to when I was in high school you know like new car smell new couple smell it's just like when two couples are being all like lovey-dovey and cute And I was like, oh, you guys have such bad new couple smell. And then Will looks to Red and he's like, are we a couple? And Red's like, um, I don't know. Are we? And I was like, uh, yes, you very clearly are because you're like flirting and, you know, they were like hiding like fucking ninth graders. So that like rubbed me the wrong way that he was like, are we a couple? Like one of those guys who just like doesn't want to put a label on it. So Will and Red dated for a while, but then my understanding is that Will was just like, hey, I don't really want to, like, have this relationship. Let's break up, basically. Whatever, that's fine. But they were all, like, he kept Red kind of on the hook, like, just stringing them along, like, breaking up, but, like, never really letting them go kind of thing. Um... And so Red was, like, really, like, you know, caught in their feels for this person uh, to the point where, like, if Will had been a good person, he would be like, hey, like, I can tell that you still have feelings for me and I do value your friendship, but in order for us to actually have a real friendship, I think we need to really spend some time apart for a while. But instead of doing that, he continued to uh, lean on Red for, like, emotional, like, solace and... Um, oh, I will at, also at this point got a girlfriend somehow. Like, I don't understand how there were multiple people <laughs> interested in him. Uh, but yeah, he got a girlfriend, but like 
I guess whenever he would, like, get into a fight with his girlfriend or, like, get annoyed with his girlfriend, he would, like, start texting Red and be, like, complaining. And so he should recognize that, like, hey, Red still has feelings for you. And, like, if you're going to just, like, bitch to them about your girlfriend, like, they're going to hate your girlfriend and just, like, want you guys to break up so that you two can can be together. And that's basically what happened. And they, like, were miserable. And it's fine. Like, I don't really even know that much because everything I know about Red's side of it mostly comes through other people. Because, like I said, we were never really that close. But, and I don't want to, like, blast their shit. Because everyone's been in that situation where you get, like, hung up on a person who ain't shit. Who ain't shit. And that's why in that scenario, it really should be on that person to be like, hey. Like, if they are a good person, they will let you know that it's not going to happen. We should all just, like, move on from here. But Will's not a good person. He didn't do that. So, and he's just, like, gross and immature and, yeah, well. We'll get into it. We will get into it. Let's just say he has not changed a lot from the time that he was on this show to the time that I met him, and that was over 10 years later. All right, so let's talk about Beauty and the Geek itself. Um, So the show ran from 2005 to 2008. It was actually produced by Ashton Kutcher, and it was billed as a social experiment, which I love, love when reality shows call themselves social experiments because they really get off on that. <laughs> like reality shows love to call themselves a social experiment and pretend like they're hot shit for doing so. Uh, in recent memory, I can think of Love is Blind being like, this, is, this isn't trashy reality TV. This is a social experiment to find out if love is truly blind when you only cast hot people. <laughs> Um, but basically the premise of the show consists of a group of beauties who are primarily young women, um, but in this, in the fourth season, kind of switched it up by having a male beauty and a female geek. Uh, so young women who rely primarily on their looks to get by in life, and then a group of geeks who are young men who have relied primarily on their intellect and tend to be socially inept or awkward, um, kind of ugly or (laughs) ugly sounds really harsh not to say ugly but like you know will's on there (laughs) i'm gonna call will ugly oh also also when red introduced or when red was going to introduce will to one of our other friends red prefaced the introduction before that friend ever met will by being like so he's not really good looking (laughs) like they had to be like by the way he's not attractive but that's the thing is like that's fine I have nothing against you if you're not an attractive person, but you have to be attractive on the inside and he's not. He's not he's not attractive, but he also has a bad personality and he's not funny. So it's not good. Um all right, back to the the pre- the premise of the show itself. So, uh they have to pair up the beauties and the geeks and they compete as couples for a shared $250,000 prize. Um the each week the beauties will compete in a set or in a challenge, usually having to do with some kind of, like, something they have to study. And then the geeks will have to compete in a challenge that has something to do with, like, social cues, um, or just, like, I don't know, being, being a social person, like, having friends or, like, a romantic relationship. They have, like, various challenges where you have to, like, prepare for a date or give a massage, just random different things for the geeks, whereas the girls are just, like, the beauties, I should say, are just, like, learning something each week. Like, that's kind of fun. Like, they, I don't know, maybe because I am a fucking nerd. I'm just like, oh, give me a, a different topic to learn about each week. Instead of, like, give a stranger a massage. Um, the first two seasons were aired on the WB, and all subsequent seasons were moved to the CW. And then season four, which is the season that we'll be talking about today, was the first series to premiere for the CW for the 2007-2008 TV season, which I think was like the first year that the CW existed. So very exciting, Beauty and the Geek. What an honor. Um, In October uh, 2008, they began casting for a sixth season, which was supposed to air on MTV, and it was supposed to have minor celebrities as the beauties. However, that never materialized, and it was basically just canceled after season five. I would have loved to see minor celebrity. Well, this would have been like 2008 minor celebrities, which honestly, I mean, that would have been fun. Who would have that? Which minor celebrities of 2008? 
would have been on Beauty and the Geek. I'm trying to think, but I can't even remember who was, like, relevant back then, who is not really relevant now. I'll have to, like, sit down and, like, Google it. Um, season four, like I mentioned, was the first season to feature a male beauty and a female geek. And there are a fuck ton of international versions. It's surprising, like, how many international versions there are, just to name a few. Australia, Chile, France, Germany, India, Israel, Mexico, Russia, Turkey, and the UK. That's not even all of them. There are a lot more. And then there are two versions that are still airing. Um, the Croatia, Croatian version and the Italian version are still on the air. While the show was filming, the contestants were sequestered. They weren't allowed to talk to their friends, look at the internet, or read newspapers at all, which is pretty standard as far as I'm aware for a lot of reality TV shows. I know that's the case for at least RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, and then in terms of like controversies of the show... So some of the contestants, several beauties, but most significantly, uh, the male beauty from this season, we will talk about this in a second, um, had previous experience in the TV or film industry. So that was kind of like when people found that out, that was a little bit suspicious. And then there had been like allegations or I guess not allegations, but like outright confessions of the former contestants that the beauties really dumbed it down to be on tv like when they do their like casting interviews they ask questions like who was abraham lincoln or like who was the first president of the united states or just like other dumb shit that you're supposed to know um and the first episode of season four was like half of it was just a casting special so you got to see like all of the girls being like uh i don't know like barack obama was the first president I don't know, some stupid, well, obviously they didn't say Barack Obama because this was airing in 2007, but just like stupid shit like that. Uh, how I chose this episode. So the episode that we're going to talk about before, actually, before I get into this, let me just talk about the cast a little bit. Let's give an introduction because we're going to jump in halfway through the season and I want to set up the dynamics that are at hand so that you understand as we go through. So there are several different teams. Jasmine and David is one of the teams. They're fine. They're like normal, like kind of cool people. Jasmine's really ditzy and David's, I don't know, he's fine. Um, Natalie and John, they're fine. That's all I'm just like what I'm saying is like, they're fine. They're normal. They're great. Shay and Joshua, the other team, uh, they're kind of cute. They're like an old married couple is sort of the dynamic slash Shay is like an overbearing mother who's like always breathing down Joshua's neck. Uh, they're like, they became a fan favorite couple, like in Beauty and the Geek history. Um, Will and Jen. So Will, you know who Will is. I told you about Will. Jen is his partner. She's a lovely girl. Uh, Will fucking hates Jen for no reason. He decides in the first episode that he does not want to be in a team with Jen. He gets paired up with Jen anyway. And instead of like deciding to make the best of it, they just fight and fight and fight all the time. So that's what you need to know about that. And then... The last couple is the 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 one where it's like this experiment has evolved. They keep saying that this season the experiment has evolved. Um, where they have the male beauty and the female geek. So the female geek is Nicole. She's great. She's fine. I love Nicole. The male beauty is Sam fucking Horrigan. All right. If you don't know that name, you should. He's an actor. He's done a lot of work. However, the most important thing, and this is just so fucking weird, it's just like synchronicities, he was Val in the movie Brink. And so if you are at all aware of my other podcasts, which you should be, but if you aren't, I don't blame you because I've only released two episodes and there were like five months in between those two episodes. Brink is a Disney Channel original movie, um, and I just discussed it with my friend, and I just released that episode last week. And Val is like the main antagonist in the movie. And so I was, I was watching the show. I was watching Beauty and the Geek. And I was like, this guy looks really familiar. And his name was Sam. And I was just like, why does he look so familiar? Like, what do I know him from? And I was going to Google it. Um, and then I was, I think I was just like editing my Brink podcast, like working on editing that podcast. And I was like, it was talking about Val and like something clicked and I was like Sam Horrigan plays Val holy shit Sam is Sam Horrigan and so I googled it and of course it came up and so yeah he's like oh he was like a working actor well he was at the time of being cast he was a club promoter 
fine, I guess. But, like, he he was, like, a real-ass actor. He had a lot of television roles prior to uh, um, Beauty and the Geek. He was in Accepted. And then, of course, he played... He had an entire fucking main leading role where he was, like, on the posters, like, opposite Eric... What? Oh, God, what's his name? <laughs> Van... Van... Detton. Van Detton. Von Detton? Oh my god. I almost said Van Ness. Like Jonathan Van Ness. Like my mind just was like, nope. And refu- it refused to move forward until I said Van Ness, but I knew that was wrong. Von De- Eric Von Detton. That's it. Okay. Um, yeah. But Sam is like, he was like a whole ass, real ass actor. Like opposite of fucking Disney Channel's main man. So anyway, I thought that was hilarious. Um, and it was just so funny that like, the the week that I released my Brink podcast, then I watched this show that has fucking Sam Horgan in it out of nowhere. I didn't even say this on, like, the Brink podcast. It's, like, nowhere to be found on his IMDb page and shit. I didn't know he was in Beauty and the Geek. All right, so how I chose this episode. So, obviously, I want to talk about season four because I want to talk, uh, talk shit on Will, right? Um, but... I knew I needed to pick an episode where he was being horrible and his behavior is just especially heinous here. So this is season four, episode eight. I don't think they have episode titles. We get our previously on. Um, so Dave and Jasmine were called out by Shay and Joshua. Um, so, oh, here's another little bit of background information if you're not familiar. So the way that Beauty and the Geek works is there are the two challenges. The beauties have a challenge. The geeks have a challenge. The winner of each challenge, the, that team, so if, you know, the beauty wins her challenge, her and her geek will get to choose as a team another team to send to the elimination round. And then the other winner of the team will get to send, pick another team. The two teams that are chosen will go into an elimination round where they have to basically do a quiz. And whoever gets the most right answers in the quiz wins or gets to stay. So... Previously, Shay and Joshua had been chosen as the winners or one of the winning teams. And so they had chosen two teams to go into the elimination room. And they had almost chosen Dave and Jasmine. Um, But they were called out specifically for a lack of improvement. They ultimately didn't choose to put Dave and Jasmine in there. But that's what happened. Uh, They had a team challenge. This is is all still the previously on. Sorry if that's not clear. Um, They all had a team challenge they had to create a superhero character and present it to a panel of judges at comic-con will and jen clashed over this um will was also very excited to go to comic-con his little like each geek gets a little chiron basically saying like why they're geeky like dave for example earlier he is a larper a live action role player joshua is an astrophysicist god i really struggled saying that word didn't i astrophysicist (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Wills is just owns thousands of comics. And that's, that's it. So he was very excited to go to Comic-Con. Um, but he thought her superhero idea was really stupid. And then at one point he was, the geeks had to like make the costumes while the beauties had to come up with the concept of the superhero. He was downstairs like making the costumes with a bunch of the other geeks. And he was talking about how he thought her idea was really stupid and how he was just like, his plan was to try and make her look really fat in her costume. And she happened to walk downstairs and overhear him at just that exact moment, probably through no producer intervention whatsoever. Um, And so they got into a fight that way. Sam and Nicole ultimately won their challenge. They sent John and Natalie and Jesse and Aaron into the elimination round. And John and Natalie was the surviving team. All right. All right, so we get our theme song, and then it comes back in, basically picks up just, like, immediately after the elimination from the last episode. So everyone's waiting to see which team's going to come back in. We have a quick talking head from Sam where he says that he does not want to see Natalie and John. So naturally, Natalie and John come back in, um, and Natalie is really sad because Erin, the beauty who had left from last week, was, like, her closest friend in the house, and that's actually why Nicole and Sam had chosen the two of those teams is because they basically chose the friends to go up against each other. So while everyone is still upstairs, the host, his name is Mike, he comes in and he says that he has some important news. Um, this is 
pretty significant because he generally doesn't go upstairs at all. I guess he kind of just like stays in the foyer of the house uh, when he ever, whenever he like comes to like do his announcements or facilitate elimination or whatever. Um, so Dave says in his talking head right here that he's excited because he thinks they might get to hang out with Mike and that he's a cool guy and just like very wholesome. But no, he didn't come to just like kick it with the contestants. He has important news that he says cannot wait until tomorrow morning. Uh, he says the game is evolving. That's like their whole thing. They keep talking about like the game has evolved, the evolution of the game. Like this whole time it's evolved because they have like a male beauty and a female geek. Um, so everyone's very worried because like what could this mean? But then he just says that they're going to go to Mexico and everyone cheers. And... I thought maybe this was me being dumb, but when I'm I'm thinking like, oh, they're going to Mexico for the rest of the season. Like, why would you? Why else would you go to Mexico? <laughs> it's gonna be. It's like in America's Next Top Model when they like go to their destination for the rest of the season and they stay there. But no, they're gonna go to Mexico literally just for this one week, like just for this one episode, and then they're gonna come back by like the end of the episode. Um, but everyone cheers and Sam has a talking head where he says he's excited because he lives by the premise that it's spring break 365 days a year. And so Mike tells him that they have study materials downstairs along with some champagne to celebrate. So we see all of them flipping through their little study guides, which I guess is just a like English to Spanish dictionary. Well, it must have an English to Spanish dictionary. I guess it has some other like fun facts about the Mayans and history of of Mexico or something um but at one point Sam is like reading through his dictionary he's like oh so I guess jugo is just juice it's like yes indeed jugo means juice and everyone packs for Mexico so then we get a little scene outside Jasmine and Nicole are talking to Will um so Nicole asks if he told Jen that she was fat and Will says, yes, he did say that. Um, basically, it's just because she always asks, like, oh, do I look fat? Like, am, am I fat? Or something like that. You know, like, insecure shit. Um, and he basically just got annoyed and snapped. And one time he, like, agreed with her and said that she looked fat. Jasmine calls him mean. Um, and then in his talking head, Will says that he feels like he and Jen are at war, which is great, being at war with your partner. And then inside, Jen is talking to Shay, and she's saying that she thinks Will nev never came into this with an open mind, which is basically what I was saying earlier, like at the beginning of the season, he said specifically that he did not want to have Jen as a partner, and then once she was his partner, he kind of just gave up and never tried to make an effort with her. Um, Shay calls it a self-fulfilling prophecy for that reason, basically, he went into the partnership already not liking Jen. And Nicole has a talking head where she says that Jin is the one who's willing to still give this a try, but Will is the one who is not. Which, surprise, surprise, Will is being immature. Shocking. Uh, inside, we get another shot of Shay telling Will that he hurt Jin's feelings. And then this, this is what, uh, it's like my favorite part, but it's like in the first two minutes of the episode. So basically, Will's excuse that is that Jin reminds him of the girls that made fun of him in high school. And that's it. He had a hard time in high school. He was picked on by the athletic girls. Jin is an athletic woman. Despite the fact that she has been nothing but, like, nice to him the entire time, she's also, like, very soft-spoken. She's not aggressive in any way. Like, there's no way that she was, like, talking over him being like a really assertive partner like really wearing the pants in their relationship which you know would fucking chap his ass because he's that kind of man whereas like a bunch of the other guys the beauties are like kind of leading the way like especially in Joshua and Shay but there's never any kind of like res oh, I guess open resentment about it um Oh, also, also, this, like, kills me because Jen is so sweet. She's such a fucking little angel. So when they get paired up in the very beginning of the season, you know, they tell who has whom on their team. And they're like, Will, you're with Jen. Or William, you're with Jen. And so Jen walks up to him and she kind of, like, looks up to him all shy. And then she's like, sorry, you got stuck with me. Because she knew that she didn't fucking like her. And so she was like, sorry, you're stuck with me. And instead of him being like, oh no, like, it's fine, like, we're gonna do great, like, let's, you know, yeehaw, gung-ho about it, he's just like, mm, no, it, no, it's, it's great, it's fine, like, he's just, ugh. and obviously he doesn't 
make any effort. Um, oh, also, <laughs> I wrote this in my notes. I didn't even see it till just now. I was like, just as a side note from personal fucking experience, I hate when weak men project their neuroses from past like relationships onto you. Because this has happened to me at least one time that's coming to my mind. I feel like there was another time that it also happened, but it, like I can't remember the details. But basically, this guy had a crush on me. I was in a relationship with Andrew at that time, and I was like, mm, sorry, like I'm not available to date you. Um, and he was just like, oh, you just, you remind me of this girl that I went to school with, and she, you know, we just had such a toxic relationship, and I loved her so much, and she treated me so poorly, and basically he wanted to like use me to heal his past trauma from this like fucked up relationship and I was like I'm not her I don't know you like that and I don't want you to project this shit onto me anyway um so back in the scene uh Will is saying that the reason he didn't want Genesis partner is because the people who picked on him in high school were the athletes oh also Jen is like she's like she just happens to be athletic like she just happens to be like she's pretty tall she's a strong woman she's definitely stronger than Will um but I don't like that's not her thing like that's not her shtick like all of the beauties as well have their little chirons like for example Natalie's is ultimate hooters girl and um another person's was like beautician another person's was professional massage them masseuse I almost said I was like gonna say massage therapist and then I was gonna say masseur and then I was I just I don't know what I was gonna say uh but anyway Jen's is cigar model so like she's not an athlete she's not a professional athlete or anything she doesn't play like on the women's like U.S. national soccer team uh she's just strong (laughs) she could just probably spike the fuck out of a volleyball like that's fine um so we'll try oh Oh, Will, in this moment also, tries to tell Shay, a black woman from Little Rock, Arkansas, a black woman from the South, that she just doesn't understand how bad he has it. (laughs) Because high school was a nightmare for him every single day. And look, sure, maybe Will had a really hard fucking time in high school, and maybe Shay was the most popular person in her high school, and she, like, skated by every single day. But the audacity of this white man to look at a black woman and say, you don't understand how hard I have it. Like, I cannot get over this. Um, And Shay, bless her, just, like, rolls with that and doesn't, like, fucking chop his head off right there. She's like, well, will you just sit down with Jen and, like, explain where you're coming from and your past experiences with all of this? And he's like, well, I don't think it's going to do any good. And she's like, well, you haven't tried it yet, so you don't know that. So you can't, it's not going to hurt to try it. And then she tries to, like, physically bring him into a room where Jen is so that he can, like, have a conversation with her as a mature adult. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it, Shay. No, I don't want to do it right now, Shay. Not to Nate, Shay. And, like, he's literally, like with her in the entryway to this room where Jen is sitting right there and she can hear him be like no I don't want to talk to her Shay like how would you feel and that's your partner also they literally have to share a room together like each of the couples have to share a room in the house I would I would smother him in his sleep I swear to god (laughs) um and so Jen says that she has a talking head here where he she's open if he wants to talk to her she's not going to give up but she feels like she wants to give up Also, this man hasn't matured. Like, also, he's the exact same person as he was 12 years ago. 13 years ago at this point. Jesus Christ. Um, Now they're in Cancun, Mexico. (laughs) I'm just going to start yelling about Will, like, every five minutes. So the beauties and the geeks arrive, and they have some time to, like, play on the beach, basically. We see them, like, splashing in the water. At one point, uh, Shay kind of has a talking head where she talks about how funny it is to see Joshua on the beach because he's, like wearing all of these clothes he has on like his swim trunks but he also has like a long sleeve t-shirt on and he like puts sunscreen on every 10 seconds so mike walks up to where they're all hanging out on the beach and he tells the beauties that they will have their challenge day and basically says like i hope you studied up on the ancient mayans because that will have something to do with your challenge although i will say this is probably the one challenge ever where like studying was not necessary in any way It did not give them any kind of advantage, probably. Um, He also calls out Jasmine for not doing her reading material because he, like, says the words Mayans. And she's like, huh? What? (laughs) 
He tells the geeks that their challenge will be tomorrow and they will be tested on their knowledge of how to spice up any fiesta, which could be anything. Could be how to do tequila shots. It could be how to break a pinata. I don't know what that means. Um, He also points over to a pile of tote bags, like wicker tote bags, uh, piled up on a beach chair and says that these are full of clothes for the beauty's challenges, so they should go get ready. And they start looking through the bags and they see, like, knee pads and stuff, so they're really confused about what they'll be doing. So the five beauties arrive on site to an ancient Mayan ruin. Um, There are, like, a lot of stairs. It looks like it's kind of like a reverse step pyramid, (laughs) in a sense. Like, instead of stairs going up to a point in the center there are like two sets of stairs descending into like a little pit on either side um and so jasmine thinks that they're gonna have to run up and down the stairs and sam is excited because he thinks he's gonna like oh right i have a physical advantage over the women so mike explains that they are actually standing on an ancient mayan ball court which is kind of similar to the roman Colosseum in that the games were played for life or death um <clears throat> and he goes on to explain the challenge. They will be playing a memory game. So this is why they literally, like, their study materials have nothing to do with this. Unless ancient Mayan numerology was in the study materials, which I highly doubt that it was. Uh, so basically, there's this key with 10 Mayan symbols and a matching number. So they have to, like, observe this key wheel and memorize which symbol represents each number. And then at three separate stations placed all over the ball court... They have to go to the station and basically they have the symbols and there are a bunch of combination locks and they have to translate the symbols back into numbers and, you know, have the symbols memorized that way and unlock the lock and take out a treasure from the box. And the first person to get all three treasures in no particular order wins. But the catch is that since this is a sacred place, it's hallowed ground, there is no running allowed so they can only power walk, which is hilarious to watch. Running is an automatic disqualification. So at this point, Sam realizes that he doesn't have his physical advantage. So I appreciate that, that they did level the playing field here. So they go, everyone races, power walks as fast as they can over to the little translation key. Uh, Jasmine says that her strategy was just to memorize the key and just know it, which is a great strategy. (laughs) Jin has a talking head where she says she didn't have a strategy, which is just as much of a strategy as Jasmine's, honestly. And then Sam says he was just looking for something that would make each symbol easier to recognize. Uh, As someone who also loves a good mnemonic, I respect that strategy. Like, for example, um, the number eight or the symbol for the number eight looked like a star. So he was able to remember it that way. So Sam, Natalie, and Jin are the first ones back onto the court, and Sam power walks his way over to the first station, and he, you know, unlocks his box. He's the first one to get a treasure. Uh, Jasmine enters the court. Shay is the last one still at the wheel trying to memorize the symbols. So she's, like, has her talking head kind of explaining her process here, saying that she was, like, I could remember there was, like, a little dog face thing that I couldn't remember. Natalie gets her first box. Jasmine is working on her first box, but she forgets all her symbols, so she's struggling. Jin and Sam both go up to a station at the same time, and then Jin says that she was having trouble spinning the the combination lock with her nails because they were, like, done well. Which I guess, yeah, if you have, like, an acrylic nail, it's, like, kind of thick, so it's hard to maneuver, I guess, a little combination lock. Um... But she manages to get her first treasure. However, Sam is on his second treasure, uh, so he only has one more code to crack at this point. Then Natalie quickly ties it up, so Sam and Natalie are neck and neck. Uh, Sam starts working on his final box, but he forgets one of the symbols, like the last symbol he forgets what the number is. But then he realizes that it's there's only like nine numbers he can guess from, <laughs> he like has to guess from at this point, so he just starts spinning it until he gets it. Um, Natalie gets her third box open at the same time, so they are neck and neck. They both power walk over to this altar. First person to the altar will win, and then Sam beats Natalie. So, from the last episode, Sam had also won the challenge, which was why he had chosen Natalie and then Aaron and Jesse to go up against them. Um, so they were all very, like, concerned. Like, most teams wanted Sam to lose because he just keeps fucking winning, but... Sam and Nicole will be safe from elimination, and they will get to choose someone who will be up for elimination. 
And then Mike explains to the teams that there is still more, one more chance to save themselves from elimination with the Geeks Challenge. So he explains a little bit more about the Geeks Challenge. They'll have to perform a salsa dance. Joshua says in his talking head here that he's actually going to be able to use this challenge when he goes back into his daily life, and that makes him happy. So that's kind of cute. And then Mike tells them that their study materials are just their partners and encourage them to practice their moves. And he says, and let them help you. Please, God, let them help you. So then Will, Will, (laughs) has his talking head and says that he would be happy with anyone else's partner because salsa is about passion. And right now there's no passion in his team with Jen. So then that night, they all get a chance to unwind with a little fiesta. So they go down to the beach. They have margaritas and tequila, and they have food. So everyone, you know, cheerses and starts drinking. Um, the beauties have to teach the geeks how to do tequila shots. At one point, we see Dave, and he has, like, a mountain of salt on his hand, and he licks that entire, like, teaspoon of salt. Ugh, disgusting. Um <laughs> Shay calls Josh over to start practicing their salsa, uh, and Josh says he's very excited to give salsa a try because this is so cute. He says that when he is at home, he sees a lot of times people, like, in the bars salsa dancing, and he wants to be able to, like, join in with them. So that's so cute. Um, so Shay's trying to, like, give him direction, like, telling him you got to be sexy. So she's like, move your shoulders, sexy, sexy. But he's, like, so stiff. And she's like, Joshua, stop. Do you feel sexy? And he's like, I don't know. Um, she says in her talking head here that Joshua has a little bit of of rhythm, but she doesn't know if he has the sex appeal, which, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it sex appeal necessarily what he has. So we have another little talking head from Dave where he says that at one point Nicole was asking if anyone has any interesting talents and he told everyone that he could do a round off back handspring. So of course everyone now wants to see. Also, Dave is, like, not a small guy. He is quite, just, like, he's, like, a large dude. He's just big. Um, And so seeing him execute a round off that handspring would be quite impressive. Jasmine is, like, freaking out, telling him to not break anything because he still has to salsa dance in the challenge tomorrow. Um, And Dave has a talking head before he does it where he says he wasn't sure if he'd actually be able to do it because, one, he was on sand and not a normal ground. And, two, it had been about three years since he last did one. And three, he was drunk. But we get a little drum roll, and then he does it. He, he's a little sloppy on the landing. He doesn't necessarily stick it, but he doesn't break his neck, which is, you know, the worst-case scenario. Um, everyone's, like, cheering, and, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> they're all shocked. Like, Will compares him to a bumblebee. How can the wings support the body? But, yeah, they're all shocked, and they're happy. Sam's like, he doesn't even loosen the belt. He doesn't even unbutton the shirt. He just goes for it like nothing. That was the coolest, weirdest thing I've ever seen. And then Jasmine, like, grabs him and gives him a kiss on the lips. And he looks really shocked and happy, and it's cute. Um, He says that the last time he was kissed on the lips was October 2003. So Jasmine asks if he wants another one and gives him another little peck. And it's all very, like, it's very cute and flirty and innocent, just, like, friends kissing friends just pals being pals kind of thing like it really is truly just like flirty innocent fun and it's very sweet to watch this little scene then sam and natalie spend some time talking to each other um sam says that he likes natalie because she's kind of a party person like him but natalie is like trying to strategize for the game however she's really drunk so she's slurring all her words uh she tells him that she wants to be the last one there of like the two teams his team and her team And she, like, is trying to form an alliance, but it's not really working. One, because she's drunk. And two, because, like, Sam just doesn't trust her. Um, And he says in his talking head that Natalie's a very smart girl and he's not going to be putting his guard down. So the next day, all of the teams are practicing their salsa moves. Um, Josh says that he does have dancing experience, so it should be, like, possible for him to draw on that for this challenge. And then we get a flashback to an earlier episode where all of the geeks went to prom. It was, like, actually really cute. They all went to prom, and they all had to, like, ask their – they couldn't go to prom with their partner, so they had to ask someone else's partner to prom. So it was, like, cute to see them all, like, going around asking people. And then when Josh got onto the dance floor, he was, like, working it out, man. Like, he he was going for it. So we see a little flashback to that happening. 
However, Joshua does not have much experience with predetermined dance moves, so he's not sure how it'll go to do the salsa. Jasmine also says that she hopes Dave wins, um, cause, but she's not really getting her hopes up because they haven't won something yet. And everyone's, for the most part, is like having a good time practicing. And then we pan over to Will and Jin. So they sort of walk over to a gazebo, I guess to practice slash like hash out their difficulties. Um, but Jin is talking, Will is like not listening or he's like being very flippant and dismissive. He's like agreeing with everything she says, but instead of being like, yes, we need to move forward from this. He's just like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also like dancing to himself the entire time, like half-assedly doing like little like salsa moves just by himself while she's like trying to have a real conversation. So she's saying if they don't win, they'll probably be put up for elimination since they don't get along and they aren't learning from one another because the whole premise of this quote-unquote social experiment is like the beauties have something to learn from the geeks, the geeks have something to learn from the beauties. And she says, um, you know, you didn't like me just because I looked like the people who were mean to you in high school and I didn't deserve to be prejudged like that, which is all very valid. Um, she says that the kid, and then this... I love, I love this. Yes, bitch. She's like, you know, the, the kids who teased you in high school don't think twice about you now, but you're still hung up on them and you need to let it go. Yes, yes. And then she says, I may be a tough, tough girl and all, but I have feelings and I was really hurt by that. And like, she's being so like mature and vulnerable and having like a real conversation with this person, her partner, who she is stuck with, trying to make the best of it, trying to like, you know, work through their, their differences and win $25,000 or $250,000. I was like, there's an extra zero in there. I'm forgetting. Um, but no, he's, he like doesn't have anything to say. He's basically just like, yep, sorry about it. Like he doesn't give a fuck. So then she says that, um, you know, there are people, the people get along with me and they get along with you and they don't understand why we can't get along with each other. And when she tells them that it's because I remind you, like when she says, you know, it's because I remind him of people that used to tease him, everyone says that that's ridiculous. And she says that just because she looks like them, she doesn't mean that she is them and she doesn't have that kind of personality. All of this is like accurate and true and valid and genuine and coming from the heart. And none of it is an attack on Will by any means. It's just like, it's not fair to treat me this way. And at this point, he interrupts her and starts cursing and saying, are you fucking kidding me? As if her personality is not fine. As if she is a bitch. As if she does make fun of him. Which she has never done once this entire time. Maybe she has, but the producers certainly did not show it. And I'm disinclined to believe that she actually did it. Um, And so he gets frustrated and he walks away saying that he's done. And she calls him immature because he is an immature little baby man. And now it's time for the challenge. So all of the teams arrive at this beautiful outdoor pavilion. And Mike says that for the challenge, the geeks will be getting new dance partners. Jen literally fist pumps. And I don't blame her one bit. She does not want to touch him anymore. Yeah, I can't blame her. And she says in her talking head that she did not want to have to dance with Will, which we we all understand, girl. So all of these salsa dancers come out and they're all dressed in these like fabulous outfits all the women are wearing these really like you know like skin tight skimpy salsa dresses and outfits and then the male dancer because of course there's one male salsa dancer for nicole has on this like wild like light teal turquoise jumpsuit thing and it has these like super super big tiered poofy sleeves um Nicole says that he looks like a Mexican peacock. It's, yeah, it's a lot of, his outfit's definitely a lot, but it's fun. It's festive. Um, so Mike tells them that they'll have 30 minutes to work on, uh, work with their new dance partners to come up with a three-minute salsa routine. So they all get to working. Um, we see Joshua being a little bit awkward, kind of figuring out where to hold his dancer, like literally where to like physically put his hand on her back. And Shay's like, grab her, like grab her, come on. She's just like hovering, hovering behind them, giving direction and encouragement um will says at one point he's done with Jin and he's frustrated because everyone else is getting along so well and he and his partner hate each other um which it's 100% your fault will so sorry about it Dave is working with his partner Jasmine's giving him directions she's telling him you know like relax let it flow Dave says that in his talking head he's nervous but (laughs) also Jasmine gives him this very 
stellar piece of advice. Don't think, just make it good. But then she does say in her talking head that she feels this was kind of like a breakthrough because he's actually listening to her, whereas in the past she felt like he wasn't listening to her and she just feels like they're communicating a lot better. So then it's time to actually do the salsa presentations. Mike introduces the two judges, which are two like world-renowned salsa dancing champions. Um, Nicole and her partner are up first, and I think they do like really, really well. I actually was pretty surprised that Nicole didn't win, honestly. Um, but like Nicole and Sam win like everything, so it's for the best, especially since Sam already won the first episode or the first challenge. Um, Sam is really proud of her and says that she did a great job. So that's, that's sweet. Sam actually does have a pretty good, um, like character arc over the season. Like he starts out like really obnoxious and kind of like a jerk, but he does sort of, he really humanizes himself over time and he comes off as like having grown and become a better person. Uh, he does call her dance partner a dolphin man, which maybe is offensive but I think it's just because of like the color of his like light turquoise jumpsuit um and it's kind of funny Joshua and his partner are next um he says that this was a great challenge for him to learn about dancing with a partner and Shay looks really proud she says the moves aren't as suave as she wants them to be but she's really proud of him for just putting himself out there Dave and his partner are up next. Um, Dave gives really good face during his entire performance. He's really, like, feeling it with, like, his facial emotions and expressions. At one point, his shirt becomes ripped open. I don't know if he does that himself out of passion or if it just happens, but they don't really catch that, or at least the editors don't really, like, put that moment in. Uh, John. John is, like, a a nothing. (laughs) Sorry, no offense to John. He's just so, like, meek and mild and like doesn't have a lot of drama or anything like that surrounds him um John says he felt pretty good about the salsa Natalie really wants John to win so that they don't have to worry about being put up for elimination that's that and then finally Will and his dance partner are last um Jen in her commentary says that all of his moves were very similar and there wasn't a lot of variation he's really stiff and she feels like they're going to lose and go home. But she's also so ready to be rid of Will that she doesn't mind going home. Imagine being so sick of a man. I mean, I'm sure a lot of us can relate. Um, that you would give up a chance for $250,000 just because you never want to see him again. <laughs> so Mike announces the winner. Uh, he says that second place was Joshua. But the ultimate winner ultimately... The ultimate winner ultimately... The winner ultimately was Dave or the ultimate winner was Dave I don't know I don't know why I said that Jasmine's really excited very proud of him this is their first win uh Mike also calls him out about ripping open his shirt but Dave actually has a great comeback I love this he says that he went through a lot of pain to get his chest waxed and he wanted people to see it um that's something that happened in like an earlier episode all of the geeks got makeovers and it involved like a day spa body treatments and all the guys had to do full body waxing um also, in that episode, all of the geeks got a makeover. A lot of it was, like, a really, like, great transformation. Just, like, very impressive. A lot of the guys are actually very cute and attractive. Like, John is one of them where he literally just needed a haircut. Like, he did, had just never had a good haircut in his entire life. <laughs> and once he got a good haircut, he was just, like, a cute guy. Um, But they, they all get their... uh makeovers and they all kind of come in one at a time to show off to like all of the beauties and then in one of Jen's talking heads she says that like everyone looked better after their makeovers except for Will (laughs) which was also true like it's like hard when you don't have a lot to start with anyway remember what Red said literally had to introduce him with a disclaimer about how unattractive he is but you know what you should have warned us about his damn personality (laughs) Um, so Mike explains that Sam's team and Dave's team will be safe from elimination because they have been the winners of the two challenges and they are also going to have their elimination tonight in Mexico instead of waiting to go back to the the house in California. So they meet back at the Mayan ruins for the elimination. However, Mike tells them that this week has a twist. Instead of the two winners picking the two teams to compete in a quiz to see who stays... The two winning teams were going to have to unanimously decide together on one team to eliminate. 
and everyone's really shook. Um, Dave is upset because he didn't want to have to eliminate someone. There's, like, you know, a difference between just sending someone into a quiz to, like, fend for themselves that could end in elimination and actively eliminating someone. So Mike gives the winners 30 minutes to make their decision. Um, they kind of all walk over to the other side of the ruins and we see them talking. So they all initially decide just up front that they want Shay and Josh to stay. Basically, they both think that they have more to learn and more to offer. So it's down to between Natalie and John or Will and Jen. Um, and so Sam argues that Natalie and John should go because they've already grown the most and they're also the biggest threats. Whereas Nicole says that Will and Jen just like have these constant problems. She's not sure if they're going to be able to work through them in the time that they have left. And Natalie and John have really shown that they want to be there. So those are the two main arguments. But eventually they make their decision. They head back over to the others and Mike asks them, all right, which team will be safe? Um, Dave has decided that since he's comfortable being the bearer of bad news, he will announce their decision. So he says that Shay and Joshua are the first safe team. And then at this point, Jen's like, oh, we're for sure going home. Natalie says in her talking head that she thinks for sure she's going home. And then Dave announces that the next team safe is going to be Jen and Will. Will literally has a talking head that's him upset about being safe. Like, he's like, why? Why would you do this? Why would you do this? Like, you know that we can't get along. It's like they were both so sick of each other, they wanted to give up $250,000. That's, ugh, ugh. And it's like, Jin did nothing wrong. I just, uh, I can't stand him. Um, like, imagine be, imagine having masculinity so fragile, you'll give up a quarter of a million dollars because a woman makes you feel insecure and you don't want to be around her anymore. Just sit with that for a few minutes. Um, so then Dave says, like, in his talking head that, it didn't sit right with him to have Will and Jen going. And he's he's like, I thought, no, you have to learn to work together. So basically it was just like, no, you don't get the sweet release of death just yet. You have to slog through this life a little bit longer. Natalie and John say goodbye to everyone and they walk away. And then they have a little exit interview. Um, and John is sad um, that his experience is ending because he's had such a good time. Natalie says that the experience has meant the world to each other. And being there has made her a better person. And then John says it's been a long, difficult road. And he had the best possible partner that he could have had. And they hug. And it's very cute. And that's the end. All right. Where are they now? So we have like 10, right? Because we have each of the, the beauty and the geek of five teams. So I could not find a lot for most people. But I will touch on what happens for the people that I can find. So Jasmine, full name Jasmine Moore, her and Dave actually go on to win this season, which is pretty cute, exciting. Um, I like them a lot, so I'm glad that they won. She was in a movie called Holy Hustle in 2017, according to her IMDb page, but I could not find anything after that or before that, like anything other than that. David, Dave, Dave, Dave Olson is his full name. Um, so he found, he did an interview with this blogger in 2011 and that's where I got most of my info from. So it's like almost 10 years out of date, but that's all I have for you. Uh, basically he invested his prize money. He had recently at that time bought a condo in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I found him on Facebook, but I like, for some reason I couldn't see any of his posts. It was only like just his about him page, which was not anything interesting or juicy. Uh, Jen Carter, I found her on Instagram, but she hasn't posted since 2015, so no idea what's going on there. Um, however, she did list herself as a model on Instagram, and she had posted that she had a baby girl in 2015. Natalie Reeves, I could not find anything on her other than the fact that she did the Hooters swimsuit contest in 2009. And that's it. Hope she's doing well. John couldn't find anything. This man is like water he is like so just like I I kept forgetting about him this entire episode I think I literally type one thing about him in my notes the entire time sorry no offense to you John you're actually very cute once you get your geek makeover but you're just like like mashed potatoes um Shay Shay Champ Chalandra is her full name but she goes by Shay just in case anyone's wondering She's on Twitter, but she hasn't tweeted since 2012, and her last tweet is like, I should start tweeting more. 
<laughs> famous last words. Um, however, I got most of my info from her on an episode of a podcast that she went on. It's called Producing Unscripted, and she did an episode back in 2017. And so it's hosted, the podcast is hosted by, by two reality TV show producers, which I should probably like actually go through and just listen to the fuck out of this podcast, and I'm sure it'll answer a bunch of questions, but... I listened to just the one episode with Shay. It was like a short episode. It was only like 10 minutes long. I think like 11 minutes. Um, but one of the hosts, maybe both of the hosts worked as producers on the show. One of them was like one of the casting directors or casting producers. Uh, they told a, a cute story of like seeing her in Little Rock and just like how she was like really awesome at the casting call. And then she told this, the producer told this funny story about, um, so at one point, one of the challenges that the beauties had to do, they had to take all of these different creepy crawly bugs from terrariums on one side of a cave to like terrariums on another side of a cave. And then they had to put the bugs in their correct terrariums based on like labeled with their Latin name or whatever. But the biggest part of the challenge, I mean, yeah, you had to get like the Latin names, right? Which is hard. Uh, but like the the most challenging aspect for the majority of the beauties, other than Sam, was touching the bugs. Um, so the producer told the story about how she told all of the girls that she had touched the bugs. She's like, I know it's really scary, but like I touched the bugs, like you'll be fine. And they were like, oh, okay. And she felt really, really bad that she had lied to them about that because she had not touched the bugs, that they took them all out for ice cream afterwards. And like, I don't know, I thought that was really cute. Um, so Shay is a mom to a little girl. And then now, or as of 2017, she does coding, web development, UX, UI, like, you know, that kind of stuff, which is like awesome. I love that she got into that. And they kind of said like, oh, so the beauty became the geek. Um, and so as of that podcast episode recording she was going to have an interview with snapchat in a few days so that's really cool i hope she got her job at snapchat because that's awesome and sounds like shay is like living her best fucking life so good on her girl within that podcast interview i also found out um from joshua or i found out from shay what's up with joshua or not a lot but they're still friends which is great uh, he's married. He has some kids now, or he has at least one kid. I don't know if he had multiple or just one. Um, and Shay was actually at his wedding, so that's cute. Um, Nicole Morgan, she was a music supervisor on the movie Truth About Carrie, which came out in 2010. That's all I could find on her. And then Sam. <laughs> so Sam Horgan, he's like a real ass actor. He has like extensive credits on IMDb. He did a lot of TV work prior to Beauty and the Geek, which I think I mentioned. Some of the stuff that he did afterwards, he did CSI. He was in an episode of True Blood. He was in an episode of Modern Family. He's done a lot. Uh, what's not so great, in June 2019, he reportedly lost visitation rights to his two kids due to alcoholism and homicidal ideation. So I hope he is doing well now. That was last summer. We're almost up, coming up on a year now. Hopefully he's had some time to heal from all of that. But, you know, fucking coronavirus and quarantine setting everyone's mental health back a little bit. So, all right. I hope you're doing okay, Sam. All right. And then Will McDonald. Will. All right, guys. I really saved the best for last. If you are still here with me, thank you for sticking, <laughs> sticking with me through this journey because you're about to be rewarded. Will went on to do another reality TV show, if you can call it that. Reality TV is a, a bit of a stretch. He did a reality show for X Hamster, the porn site, called The Sex Factor. And basically it was a search to be the next top, America's next top porn star. <laughs> it's so bad I, I've watched some of it like how can you not when this person like dated someone that you knew and was like a horrible person about it um it's just really awful and he's just like so gross he's not cute like he was very obviously cast as like a joke like a foil to all of the other like porn star guys but the whole thing that turns out happening is like he's the only one who can maintain an erection so he ends up like sticking around way longer than he should <laughs> But it's also, like, not even a real reality show. Like, they didn't stay in the house. Like, it wasn't filmed consecutively. They, like, would fly them out and they would, like, film a bunch of porn, basically, and some, like, scenes of them being in, like, the house. And then they, like, fly them back to their, like, pr 
you know, respective homes. And then the next weekend they get flying out, flown out to California to shoot more. Which is actually how porn is shot. They just, like, fly you out. You shoot a bunch of porn over, like, a long weekend. And then you go back home for a month. Is my understanding of it, anyway. Um, so, yeah. Will was on that. It's just horrifying. Please don't watch it. Like, save yourself. I really, really regret seeing what I saw. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. And I didn't even watch a whole episode. Um, as of his public Facebook statuses, because we're not friends on Facebook, but I can very easily find him on Facebook based on like people you may know. Uh, as of his public Facebook statuses back in February or back in March, he posted that he lost his job in February, which sucks. But in February it would have been prior to COVID-19, which means he can't get COVID-19 unemployment relief, which sucks. Um, also, this is sad. Like, this is genuinely sad, and I don't like this, but his dog was sick and needed surgery, so hopefully his dog was able to get the surgery that she needed. Um, I just, that's all I know based on his Facebook page, and yeah, he's just doing his thing. All right, guys, does it hold up slash is it worth a rewatch? Um, it holds up relatively well, actually. I thought that it would be, like, there's a lot of, there's some kind of, like, conversation, some discussions to be had, I guess, surrounding, like, the concept of, like, beauty and the geek, like, stereotypes of, like, bimbos and, like, geeky guys who are socially awkward. But I do feel like the actual contestants themselves have a lot of heart, for the most part, certain people excluded, um, and are genuinely, like, very sympathetic characters and are, like, dynamic characters. You know, they're, like, three-dimensional people even the like the beauties are they're not just like you know slutty dumb bimbos and I'm not saying like being slutty is a bad thing I'm just saying like stereotypically um yeah so it holds up relatively well because like it does seem like they are fully fleshed out and they genuinely do like learn from each other and appre like walk away from the experience like appreciating that they had it um but that being said I kind of thought it was boring like I just like really was not that interested in it maybe it was just a little bit too formulaic or too close to other reality shows that I've watched and there wasn't a lot of like intrigue or drama within the house other than Will and Jen and even then there wasn't like it wasn't very explosive like the reason I chose this episode was because that is as bad as it gets and even then it's like it's not that bad. You know, it's no like bad girls club. There's no one like fighting in the hallways. So I thought it was a little bit boring. Um, is it worth a rewatch? I mean, it's fine. I wouldn't recommend it necessarily. But if you are really into these types of reality shows, give it a watch. Maybe you'll find the shtick a little bit more interesting than I did. If you watched it back in the day and you really fucking loved it, um, I think it holds up relatively well. So maybe give it a watch just because it's worth a walk down memory lane for you. But otherwise, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. All right, you guys, that wraps it up for tonight. Thank you so much for sticking with me. Um, I felt like I was going a little bit crazy at points there because it's been a long, it's been a long day. It's been a long night. And like I said, I had to re-record the intro to this episode like five different times. So thank God I made it through. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast, on Instagram at Snapback to Reality Pod, or you can follow my personal Instagram at really underscore Riley. If you want to follow me on other social medias, you can follow my personal Twitter and TikToks at Riley Said So for both of those. Check out my other podcast, Decom and Carry On. It's all about Disney Channel original movies. And I just released my second episode all about Brink. You can see our boy Sam Horrigan there uh, for his, you know, acting roles rather than his reality TV roles. And um, if you haven't already... It would mean a whole lot if you gave this podcast a rating and a review on Apple or Stitcher, Google, all of the places. It really, really does help me out and it would mean the world to me. Um, thank you guys. Have a wonderful week. Stay well. Stay happy and healthy. Do what you can. Reach out to someone if you need it. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.